0: Ladies and gentlemen, I want to give you some reasons today to not fear men. We need to fear, all right, but not men. We need to fear God because He is the one that we will have to do with whenever this life is over. Uh, I received a letter that I Uh, read, and it was just upsetting to me. I was so happy in part, but I was also very upset because this individual uh, had been raised in a different faith, and he didn't know, uh, you know, just how a preacher has to Uh, contend with things throughout his life because uh, there were no people around him that ever said anything about being called to preach. Now this is something that we have prayed for for a very long time is that God would call some men to preach his gospel. And so apparently that is happening and if I can find that right, quickly here. I want to um, uh, read it to you and share it with you because I think it might be a, uh, a great encouragement to anyone else that just may be going through the same thing as this brother did. I'll not read his name, but he was on the uh, uh, BRC station listening And so this is what he said. The Lord spoke to me two months ago and admonished me to also spread this same gospel of truth across the northern part of Nigeria. Fear surrounded me because of the Boca uh, Raton insurgency Within uh, me to but to God. Uh, say, but to God be the glory. He saves many souls through tracts and sea we shared. May his name be praised. I remain his servant, and he signs his name. What I wanted to uh, bring before you today, <clears throat> excuse me, we have many people all over this listening area and as a matter of fact we have programs that reaches all over the continent of Africa also uh, the continent of uh, Europe other places it goes pretty much around the world so there's many people who are listening to this program that would benefit by an explanation from the Scripture. Now, I don't want anyone to get out and start preaching that God has not called. You don't need to do that. You're going to find yourself in a bigger mess than you ever dreamed. But if you would just uh, listen to the voice of God, I really believe that you would find your life so happy even though there would be many times you'd be hurt, disappointed, and even uh, maybe an outcast in the eyes of some people. So what? It doesn't matter. We're gods if we've been saved, been born again by his Holy Spirit then these things that men do to us is just of a temporary nature. Now, I'm going to uh, read some in the 10th chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew. And this that we're about to read is the same thing that we have been talking about so far. In the 27th verse of uh, of this 10th chapter, He said, what I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. Think about that. What God reveals to you in darkness, you are to speak that in light. In other words, he is saying, don't be afraid. I wouldn't ask you to do something and not be able to take care of you because you're my servant, and I most certainly would watch over you. There's going to be many times that uh, we'll run into some sort of a difficulty and think that the Lord is not anywhere near us or nearby where we can call on him for help. But you see, if you think about the people in the scriptures that has to uh, go through all the things they did, they were left as a model for us. What about whenever Abraham was about to offer up Isaac? He did that willingly and freely because he had faith in God. Now, God uh, prevented him from offering his son as a sacrifice. But in the end, look what happened. The name of Abraham is till this day being taught in classrooms, Sunday school classrooms, and probably others, all over the world. So God told him he was going to make his name great, and he has. And you see, this was something that Abraham did not realize before he started to uh, do what God had said. But God knew. He knew what he was going to do with his servant. He was going to give him a promise. And that promise would extend not just to Abraham's family, but it would be to every family on earth that had the same faith as Abraham. So now, Jesus said it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. So he said, if, you, uh, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. Well, did they persecute him? Yes, they did. All the time that he was here in the world preaching his own gospel, There were people who were jealous of him. They hated him, as the Bible says, without a cause. They didn't have a reason to hate this good man. He came to forgive their sins in a way that he could do it, which would be by shedding, not spilling, but shedding his own blood. Now, I want to read on here a little bit uh, to give us a good background for our message today. Uh, Jesus is saying here that which I tell you in darkness that speak ye in light and what you hear in the air that preach ye upon the housetops. Well, the idea is here that everyone can hear it. When a man gets up on top of his house and starts uh, preaching, then people are going to know he's a preacher. They know that his message is from God, and therefore they could be uh, killed, and many of them have been. Many of them have been. But he said, you know, you don't need to fear. And then to really help us understand that in the 28th verse, he said, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Now, there's organizations that believe that we're just one body, uh, and there's, uh, there's nothing... Uh, other than that in the makeup of mankind. Sure there is. We have a soul and we have a body. And Jesus right here, I think he knows because he created us and he's telling us that uh, he formed us. He knows what we're made up of and we're not to fear them which are able to kill the body. Think about it, neighbors. That's all any human can do is just kill your body. They cannot kill your soul. They don't have access to it. They cannot reach it. It's out of bounds. There's no way. So let's look at that again very carefully. He said, fear not them uh, which uh, kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Now, think about that. What about if um, if you're a saved person? Let me make this just as plainly as I can. But if you were a saved person and someone hated what you were preaching and they walked up to you and they started stoning you or using the swords, which was common in that day, and destroy your body, your life. And you're laying there on the ground as a dead man or a woman that has uh, dared to speak about Jesus being their Savior. Well, you see, uh, when Jesus is talking about not fearing Him that's able to destroy the body but not the soul, He's talking about the worst of mankind. So good people, you know, they uh, they just decide sometimes they're going to get someone out of the way, but the thing that the Lord wants us to see is not to be afraid. Now he's this letter that was sent to me, it was telling me that uh, the Lord has called him. He spoke to him about the souls. Of men in the northern part of uh, Nigeria. That's where this man lives, I can tell you that. But anyway, he's uh, uh, saying to us that yes, he's afraid, and uh, he's going to take that gospel, same gospel, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and get the message out to his fellow man there in uh, northern Nigeria. These people in northern Nigeria, as well as any other place on earth, they have a great need to hear the gospel, the truth. And the gospel is defined by the Apostle Paul in the uh, uh book of 1 Corinthians 15th chapter he said uh i have delivered unto you that which i also have received and and you see that's what this brother is talking about here that he has a message that he has received he's believed it to be the truth and that it has changed his life. You see, he went through the regular uh, joining the church and wearing certain types of clothes and all of like that. But it didn't satisfy his soul. And so it is that the man has believed the Lord as to what the Lord has said. And he's out to... Uh, tell other people, this is the truth. This is what I found to be precious to my never-dying soul. And so he's uh, got a burden. He's had a call uh, from the Lord to uh, get the message out and people hear it and feel the impact of that message as it hits their uh, very bosoms and humbles them down. And they have a desire as well to get saved like he did. And I'm like him. I thank the Lord for that. And uh, so when we look at this letter as to what's in real life and there's no telling how many people I am speaking to right now, because this radio program goes mostly all over the world, and I'm sure that there's some of you that may have had a call from God that was unmistakable. You know that you were called to preach the gospel of the grace of the Son of God, and so you want to get out there and do it. But you may live in an area where that there's some person that is killing people, and it's it's scaring you to go out there. Well, let me just say from personal experience that when I was called to preach, I didn't have a bowl harum to bother me, but I was just afraid of people. I was afraid to get up in front of an audience and then bring a message from the Word of God. I thought, well, people's gonna laugh at me. They're gonna say, Who does he think he is telling us these things? Why well, he see, I was nineteen years old when the Lord saved me, and I was still in that same year the Lord called me to preach. And I was burdened to get this message out because I was exactly like this man. Uh, I had a burden to get it out to others, let them hear what I had heard and experience what I had experienced. And so it was a delight to me in one way to uh, take my stand, and I did. I got up before... Uh, a lot of people. And you know what uh, I preached on? I can tell you, I can remember uh, what I preached on when I was 19 years old. I'm 80 years old at the time of making this CD, but I was afraid because I knew there were teachers and preachers and other Christians that knew more than I did. But I had been called upon by the Lord to bring forth this message of a heartfelt salvation. Well, the church that this man came from, I have my doubts they preached a heartfelt salvation, but nevertheless, he had gone here and there trying to find Uh, something that would satisfy his soul. And he's telling me that it was the uh, uh, Wells of Salvation, that's what this one is, uh, that made him a regular listener. And he said that after uh, he had been serving in the presbytery and all those things, he just wasn't satisfied. So uh, He had the occasion, or the opportunity is what he said, to listen to a preacher on the wells of salvation. The message was a proven one. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and sound mind. I love wells of salvation because uh, from it is old-time Baptist message, one with a heart broken revival and salvation touching my Christian life is built around uh, the true outpouring of salvation, preaching the word of the Lord. So do you see that if there are many people who are listening to this program and you're being blessed by it and you have a desire, to see others uh, have what you have, then I can say that it's free. It, it's not something they, they're going to have to uh, buy or do some awkward or uh, unreasonable thing to get. What the Bible calls on all of us to do is to repent and trust what the Lord has done. God is not going to uh, press on you to do what the Lord did because in the first place, you just cannot do it. But you can uh, enjoy what you have heard. And you see, if God had not made a way that this truth starting out with Genesis where the first man was uh, made, him and his wife, and all those things that proceeded down through the centuries. If we didn't have a record of that, then we wouldn't know what to believe. But when we come to the New Testament we find that Jesus himself makes his appearing here on the earth. He comes from heaven. He was born of a virgin. And so he was bringing this message, these uh, good tidings of great joy. That's what the angels announced the gospel is being whenever Jesus was born. They said that there will be a lot of people that will be saved from their sins. And that has been the case right down through the centuries. Now, there have always been people who would take some kind of uh, exception to it and just not believe it uh, and choose to believe uh, something false. And you can do that. You know, you don't have to believe the gospel. You can just believe in something that's absolutely not true. And it might make you feel like you're a person of importance. But you're not. You're not God. I'm not God. There's only one true and living God. And it was about 2,000 years ago that this true and living God sent his son, whose name was Jesus, sent him to the world, born of a virgin and was there uh, telling people about heaven, what its uh, benefits are to those who would believe it. And they, they wouldn't even believe that Jesus was the Messiah. And he told them, those Jews, he said, now if you believe not that I am he, ye shall perish in your sins. Think about that. He didn't say that they would perish from their sins, but they would perish in their sins. In other words, there's no change. There has to be a change in your heart to be a child of God and to uh, know Him as the Savior. Of mankind. And you know, I I marvel when I read these things in the New Testament concerning Jesus that he didn't have to die. He he told them on one occasion, he said, Think not that I could call 10,000 legions of angels and they would come and rescue me. But he that wasn't why he come, to be rescued. He came to this world to die the most horrible death that has ever entered the mind of mankind. It was by crucifixion. They put the nails in his hands and his feet, and they cursed him. They wanted nothing to do with him, but they would... Uh, call on him, say, now, if you're the Messiah, who was that that smote you just then? Who hit you? I don't want it was they hit with. It could have been a rock. It could have been a stick. We just, we're just not told. Doesn't matter. They were degrading him, making light of him and his message all the time. But yet, excuse me, he refused to stop. He kept going. You know why? Because he loved you. If he had stopped preaching the message that he brought from heaven, none of us could be saved. Have you thought about that? That if Jesus had not done what he purposed to do when he came to this world, then none of us absolutely none of us could have been saved. But he loved us with a pure love. Now, you know, we tell people that we love them. We tell our parents, we tell our girlfriend, man, friend, whomever, that we love them. Well, let's just say that we do. But it's not of the same caliber Of love that Jesus showed to the world. He brought a love from heaven that would be presented to mankind that they could take it or they could refuse it. And sadly, most of them refusing it, and he left the message with his disciples. He said, I'm going away, but if I go away, I will come again. And receive ye, my disciples, unto myself, and that where I am, there you may be also. So heaven is a place for a prepared people. And it's for those that will repent of their sins and turn to God with all their heart. Repenting of the evil that we've done here in this life and trusting only in what Jesus did on that cross. Friend, you can have that if you want it. What you have to do is repent of your sins, not just one of them, you could say to yourself, "Well, I committed adultery last night, and also I got drunk. So I'm going to repent of those two. no that's that's not the way we do. What we do is repent of all our sins. Just bring them all there to him and lay them down at his feet and begging. Forgiveness and mercy. And when that is very much uh, intense of the heart, intended in the heart, then God will hear you and he'll forgive you. And he'll write your name in the Lamb's book of life. Then when he comes back after his own, you will be one of his own. He will be so happy to take you to heaven and there let you enjoy him and all that heaven has to offer. As Oh, it's not as long as you live because you'll never die. You're going to be in a country where people just don't die. They live forever. Now, you can do that if you want to. And I hope you will. As you listen to this message, I hope you've been listening for yourself, not someone else. So I beg you to turn to the Lord with all your heart and seek his love and his mercy. Well, my time has come and gone again, friends, and I'll leave you with this message to pray over, think about it, and then trust it with all your heart because I love you very much. If you want to write me a letter, it's Brother Paul 2701 Sample Scales Road, Homer, Georgia 30547 USA.